them riddling Hall's body. The shooting was caught on cell phone video and soon was playing on a loop on CNN. The community was outraged. They said they were going to protest and demonstrate and blow the whole place up if these officers didn't get indicted, Brittany recalled to me years later. And then the officers didn't get indicted, and nothing happened. Before Ferguson, this storyline was as common as it was hidden. A community flies into rage after a questionable police shooting. Leaders hold vigils and marches. Figureheads call for accountability. And then, almost as quickly as the tragedy began, it ends. Everyone but the grieving family moves on with their lives until the next time a radio dispatcher puts out the call. Need backup. Shots fired. Officer involved. When that call came on August 9, 2014, Brittany was in St. Louis. Having worked the early morning Saturday shift, she was across town preparing for her engagement photo shoot. Hey, Brittany, you see that the police shot somebody in Ferguson? Her fiancé called out before handing her the phone so she could see for herself. Perhaps he was already tiring of the engagement photos, because he knew full and well what would happen next. In an industry dominated by white reporters and editors, Young black journalists are told early and often that they've got to go above and beyond, showing up unasked for a weekend shift, coming in early and staying late on the weekdays, and always being ready, at a moment's notice, to drop everything and run toward the story. For two years, that was what Brittany, one of the only black reporters at her station and one of just a few dozen in St. Louis, a major media market, had been doing. She often felt overlooked or underappreciated. But if she kept doing her job, if she kept chasing and getting the story, she knew they couldn't ignore her and her work forever. Brittany fired off an email to her bosses, asking if they had anyone headed to the scene. When they didn't respond, she called the producer directly. You need me to come in? she asked. Minutes later, she landed the first major scoop of Ferguson, the emotional reaction of Michael Brown's mother as she arrived at the scene. As Brittany raced across town, residents of the Canfield Green apartment complex began flooding the streets. The shooting had happened on a quiet side street, in a spot surrounded by four-level apartment buildings. As the crowds gathered, others took to windows and porches, looking down on the chaos developing below. Within minutes after the shooting, word spread through the surrounding apartments and beyond, that Brown's hands were up in the air when the fatal shots were fired by Officer Darren Wilson, who had encountered Brown and his friend Dorian Johnson while responding to a call about two young men, matching their description, who had just been involved in the robbery of a nearby liquor store. As police officers scrambled to secure the scene, an enraged, agitated crowd was quickly gathering. Why is Brown's body still out there? Why was he shot and killed in the first place? And why do we keep hearing that he had his hands up? Get us several more units over here, one of the responding officers demanded over the police radio. There's going to be a problem. Johnson and Brown had entered Ferguson Market and Liquor at 11.53 that morning, with Brown, the younger of the two men, grabbing a $34 box of Swisher Sweets and attempting to walk out. The employee working behind the counter that day told Brown that he had to pay for the smokes, and in response, the teen grabbed the man by the collar and shoved him. One of the store security cameras captured the violent exchange, 
an 11-second video clip that would be the last living image of Brown. But in the hours and days after Brown was shot and killed by Officer Darren Wilson, none of the residents of Ferguson knew about the liquor store robbery. That information wouldn't come out for days, when still-frame images from surveillance cameras were released by Ferguson PD. In fact, in those early days, police refused to release any information or answer any question of substance. Why had Brown been shot and killed? Who was the officer involved? What was the potential threat to the officer that prompted his use of deadly force? But a vacuum of information always finds a way to be filled, especially in a crowded apartment complex full of dozens of people who claim to have seen the struggle and the shooting. The Canfield Green Apartments are a cluster of half a dozen cream-colored buildings with green and brown trim.